morning. Welcome to Daily Exhortations. Today we're looking at Exodus chapter number 3. And if you remember the story in Exodus chapter number 3, this is where God begins to call Moses to his ministry of delivering the people from the Egyptians. And in this text, I'm not going to read through the whole thing. I'll read through just a little bit of it at the beginning here. Uh, but we're going to kind of focus on Moses' response to God's calling in his life. How, what, he, what he said, what his first initial reaction was to being told by God what God was going to do through him. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great thing. Why the bush is not burnt? And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land, and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mightest, mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So in this first section here, God appears to Moses in a burning bush that isn't consumed. It's a miraculous sign. And it draws Moses' attention. And as he, he draws close to the bush, God says, don't come any nearer. Take off the shoes from your feet, for the land that you are on is holy ground. And God himself was appearing to Moses out of this burning bush. But God expresses his heart, his desire for his people. He hears their cry. He sees the struggle of the people of Israel in the oppression that they are going through in the land of Egypt. And he is not untouched by their grief. So God decides to intervene to do something about it. And he calls Moses and says, I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mightest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So God gives Mo uh, Moses a great calling to, to be the tool by which God would deliver the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. Uh, we talked about this in other passages about how God oftentimes uses tools or other people to minister to our needs. Well, Moses is one of those men. But Moses didn't seem too eager to serve God. Even though he's seen God, he's experienced God in the burning bush. He brings up excuses after excuse. Okay, And so we're going to look at some of those excuses. The first one he says is found in verse 11. Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? So his first response, his first excuse was, I'm a nobody. I've got no status, which isn't completely true. Moses was 
part uh, adopted into the royal family in a sense. But he's saying, who am I? What do I have to offer? You know, and sometimes I think we can feel like we can't do anything for God because we don't view ourselves as anything special, which we're not. But God is great. God, God is good. You know, and he uses imperfect, flawed, weak vessels to do his work. So Moses gives the excuse, I'm a nobody. I don't have any influence. And then he brings up another another excuse. He says, when I go to them, they're going to say, who sent you, right? They're going to they're going to ask who sent me. By what authority do I speak these things? And and they'll ask what is his name? This God that you say that you're serving. So I'm a nobody, he says, and I have no authority to say, to do anything to deliver the people of Israel out of Egypt. And then he asks, why would they believe me, right? Why why would they believe me? Um and let me see if I can find that real quick here. I didn't write down the verse number. Yeah, in verse 18, and they shall hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come, and thou and the elders of Israel, da da da. And then, that's God speaking there. Okay, verse chap, chapter 4, verse number 1. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, right? So why would they believe me? Why would they trust what I have to say? So I don't have a position. I don't have any authority. They aren't going to believe me. And then he gives another another excuse and he says, I can't speak well, right? I just, I'm not eloquent. Ver, uh, chapter 4, verse 10. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And sometimes I think we allow our physical inabilities to keep us from doing what God wants us to do. But honestly, think about think about this. If God's going to call us to do something, don't you think that he's going to give us the ability to do so? I recently um, preached a message that involved defining in more detail what it means to walk in the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit, and to be empowered by the Spirit. And I think a lot of times we expect God to give us the ability before we take a step to actually obey him and to do what he has said. But that's not how it works. God gives us the strength and the ability as we obey, as we step out in obedience to him. That's when we experience the fullness and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our lives. As long as we keep coming up with the excuses like Moses did, and so, and because of those excuses, we never are willing to take a step forward we won't experience the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our lives to give us the ability to do what God wants us to do. God gives us the strength and the ability in the moment of our obedience when we take that step forward. But to each of these excuses, God gave a response. So Moses' first response was, I'm a nobody, right? God says, I will be with you. doesn't matter who you are. It's the God that you serve that matters. That's what that's what gives you standing to bring this message. I think of myself as a pastor. I am nobody, so why would I get up in front of people and preach the gospel and preach the word of God and tell people this is this is how you should live your lives? I don't have any position, but God does. God's the one who is the authority behind the words that I bring. So even if I am a failed, flawed preacher. The message itself has authority because of who it comes from. God, God responds and says, I will be with you. And then he says, who sent me? By what authority do I speak? 
God says, tell them that I am that I am hath sent thee. Jehovah God, the self-existent one, is the one who has sent you. You don't have any authority on your own, but God does, and you are his representative. And then why would they believe me? And then God gives them signs. He says, take your staff, and when you cast it on the ground, it'll turn into a serpent, and, and all these different miracles that Moses would perform, they were, they were just a sign that um, Moses' message was truth. And then Moses' last excuse, I cannot speak well. I am not eloquent. And so God comes along and, and challenges him and says, uh, in verse 11 of chapter 4, And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and here's the key, I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. Moses didn't feel like he, he was eloquent. He didn't feel like he had the words to say. And I think this trips up so many people on obeying, obeying the scriptures. They're afraid to say something because they know in themselves they don't have the ability to do so. But God is saying, who made your mouth? I did. And I can give you the ability to speak and I can give you the words that you need to say in the moment. If you will just step out and obey me. Again, God doesn't give us the ability beforehand. He gives it to us when we need it. After we've taken that step of obedience to actually do what he says that we are to do. And so God has struck down every single excuse that Moses has given to obeying God. And the challenge for us today is when God's Spirit is speaking to our hearts, telling us and guiding us to do something. We should not be like Moses and constantly throw up excuse after excuse after excuse. But we should say, yes, Lord, I'll obey. I think of a chorus that I learned when I was in, in high school. It's a, I'll say yes, but it goes like this. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. So when God speaks to us, our answer should be yes. Have a great day.